I'm Dr. Kirsten Patrick, Deputy Editor for the Canadian Medical Association Journal. Today's Encounters article is called A Letter to My Neurosurgeon. It is read by the author, Dr. Deborah Hamer. In this narrative, Dr. Hamer reflects back on brain surgery she had many years ago before she became a physician and a mother. She tries to find closure and get to a place of gratitude. Dr. Deborah Hamer is an assistant professor and psychiatrist at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. This is Dr. Deborah Hamer, and this is my piece, A Letter to My Neurosurgeon. I last saw you 17 years ago. I was being discharged from your post-operative practice. I thanked you as if you had been my taxi driver, brisk, informal. I didn't even make eye contact. I wanted out. I was 19 years old. I didn't want to be sick anymore. I wanted it all to be over. I wanted to move on, close the door and walk away. I didn't thank you adequately. How could I? I didn't know what hung in the balance. In most instances, you don't even get to hear how the story ends the role that you played, the outcome years later. I was out of your care before the scar had fully healed on my skull. I was tender. I'm still tender sometimes. Years later, I'd be sitting in a medical school lecture hall, the circle of Willis projected on the big screen, my classmates feverishly trying to find an adequate acronym to capture the material, and me trying to fight back tears as I traced your route with my fingertips in my notebook. I imagined you on the day before my surgery, standing at a large boardroom table, your surgical team around you. My brain imaging strewn like the New World maps of Marco Polo on the table as you charted out your neurosurgical expedition. I wondered if you'd been nervous or excited by the challenge. I wondered if you had slept that night or if you were rethinking your route, memorizing your approach, trying not to think about my family sleeping at my bedside in hospital, my parents, two doctors, wishing for a miracle for their daughter. You were our hope. In residency, I made a point not to be placed for rotations at your hospital. This was in part because I wouldn't have been able to walk those corridors as a physician without feeling the weight of my intravenous pole shackled to my arm. I also had a recurrent dream of bumping into you in an elevator. We'd both be wearing crisp white coats. You wouldn't recognize me, so out of context and with a full head of hair. But I would reintroduce myself. You'd be surprised, but delighted to see me after so many years. I would take a moment, just as you exited the elevator, to thank you. You would be rushed, but heartfelt. You would say something generic, but meaningful. The doors would close, and I would crumple to the floor in tears. I still wouldn't be able to thank you adequately. How could I? Best not to work your hospital, I would say. Distance is perhaps what I need. I think of you in the fall, when the leaves start to change. I remember that day in November when I first met you in the hospital. It was the weekend. My air ambulance arrived that morning from Halifax, and you strolled into my hospital room, wearing an oatmeal-colored sweater, and sat on the end of my bed. At first, I didn't understand that you were my neurosurgeon, 
you said, so you're the young lady who I've heard so much about. You were cool as a cucumber. My world was on fire. I've tried to recreate this sort of confidence and calm with my own patients, and have failed miserably. I'm just not cucumber material. It's been 17 years now. In the beginning, I was angry. Not with you, per se, but at the injustice of the whole thing. I spent my 20s in waiting rooms. It was hard to feel grateful. But that changed when my first son was born. I felt like I could finally forget about you, and I could feign immortality once again. Or so I thought. One evening, I was sitting in the reading chair with my son. His little body was wound around mine as he played with my hair, and I read him a story. His fingertips twisted their way to where my hairline meets my neck, and there at my occiput he found the keloid scar. Your signature. I shuddered as his fingertips followed the ridge all the way up to my ear. He was curious, but not questioning. His touch said nothing more than, So this is what my mama's head feels like. As I put him to bed that night, and every night after that, as I closed the door to his room, I whispered to you, just loud enough for you to hear me. Thank you. That was the CMAJ Humanities Encounters article called A Letter to My Neurosurgeon. It was read by the author, Dr. Deborah Hamer, an assistant professor and psychiatrist at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. You can find her article on our website, cmaj.ca. Don't forget to subscribe to CMAJ Podcasts on SoundCloud or a podcast app. Please also leave us a rating and let us know how we're doing. I'm Dr. Kirsten Patrick, Deputy Editor for CMAJ. Thank you for listening.